Welcome to Internal Review. I'm Adam Vitkavage, a writer whose work has appeared in Pace Magazine, Volume 1 Brooklyn, The Millions, and All Things Go Music. Today's guest is a guy from Australia in an amazing band called The Lovely Days. His name is Tennyson Noble. I actually caught up with him while he was at the Los Angeles airport right before he headed back to Australia, so the audio is a little weak on my part. I'm sorry about that, but it's definitely worth a listen, and plus, you get to hear a terrific song from The Lovely Days. They have an EP coming out October 7th. It's self-titled. It's definitely worth picking up. It's five songs. I can't wait for the world to hear it. That was a longer intro than I normally like. So here he is. Hey, Tennyson. How's your time in the States? Oh, man, we, we had a great time. We, we went to New York for a couple of weeks and then Nashville for a few days. And we've been in L.A. for the past week. And we really don't want to leave. But <laughs> it just makes us, uh, you know that more started to come back we yeah. love it over here oh that's great to hear now was what was was this a like a trip for business were you working on music stuff or was it just for fun it was sort of half past like we had six weeks in Europe before this where we did the whole you know beach holiday sort of vibe and then when we got to the States it was a bit of both but we had some musical stuff going on here as well but um Mainly holiday, I'd say. I'm, I'm feeling very relaxed more than anything. <laughs> uh, that's great. Well, um, I just kind of want to talk a little bit about kind of your band, obviously, and what l- music is like in Australia. I, I'm kind of curious on what the scene is like down there. Um, yeah. In America, yeah. it's pretty regionalized, right? You could you know, make it big in New York, make it big in Chicago, L.A., etc. Is yep. Australia like that, or is it kind of just more of a whole national... Once you make it, you're, yeah. you make it big there. Yeah, I think it's more more national because, you know, I mean, you guys have... We've got a, a radio station over there called Triple J. You've probably mm-hmm. heard of them. It's like the central radio station that sort of uh, uh, sort of commands everybody's listening. So as soon as sort of someone gets on those, on their airwaves, uh, everyone's listening to you. Mm-hmm. And then you've only got really like you know, five or six cities to play in, you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne. You might go over to Perth, which is on the West Coast, Mm -hmm. if you can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Tasmania, which has got this tiny little island just off the coast in the south. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's definitely more, you know, broad. You don't have as much option, I guess, but unless you want to go rural and you can play all these, like, hilarious little country towns where you play to a bunch of farmers and stuff like that but uh generally there's like those those capital cities sure so when this band started was it mostly just you and your brother uh writing and you guys kind of just took it from there how did uh the lovely days evolve into what it is now well yeah holden and i have been playing since we were like five and seven years old our Mm. dad's uh he's a piano player and gorgeous songwriter but he started teaching us when we were really little and then we just got you know obsessed more obsessed as we got older and then by the time we got to high school we went to this uh China school up in Byron Bay which is at this little surf town on the east coast mm. and that's where we met Stephen who's the guitar player and uh dad was the music teacher at school there so Stephen was doing music lessons with him. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and then we sort of, we vibed with him straight away, and he's like, 
one of these uh, bedroom players. No one knew that he could play. <laughs> you know, he spent hours, hours away. And and then we found him, and we're like, you're a total freak. So he jumped on the wagon. And then we, we moved down to Melbourne after high school to get into the sort of big scene down there. Melbourne's got a really good scene. Uh, and that's where we met Jackson, the drummer. Uh, and it just, it was like love at first sight with him. The first five seconds of playing with him, we just sort of knew straight away that he was, he was the dude. And then, yeah, the, the lovely days was born out of that. So we've probably all been playing together as the, as a four piece for the last uh, two years, I reckon, a year or two. Oh wow, yeah. And so this EP that's coming out, the self-titled EP, um, was yeah. it mostly just yourself and Holden who wrote everything, or was it more collaborative with the other two? Yeah, generally. I mean, Holden and I do a lot of you know writing per se, and then once we we take it into the rehearsal room, it sort of can take on a whole another life of its own. You know, once mm-hmm. the other guys put their little touches on things. But, um, you know, they, they can make something that I thought was a really good idea. <laughs> they can bring it up, you know, 100 points after oh. we've played it with us. So we're very, very lucky to have them around, I must say. That's terrific. And so I kind of just want to talk about, you said the Melbourne scene is, is a like, pretty big scene there. What What is it like? Yeah. Is it just a lot of a lot of different types of bands right now? Or is there one specific sound coming out of the area? Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many different venues in Melbourne. That's one of the great things. There's, mm. there's over like five or six hundred different venues that you can play at every oh, wow. week. Uh, so there's so much different music going on all the time. I guess you know a lot of the pubs you get that sort of grunge rock scene, and there's a lot of incredible electronic music coming out of Melbourne, and the hip hop and soul scene. That that's a whole other thing as well. So in terms of um, you know a city to live in in Australia I reckon Melbourne's definitely sort of the the groove capital I'd say for music mm. right now but yeah you just sort of you can go out on any night and find something interesting to hear which uh, which is cool I mean when we were in Brooklyn a lot of a lot of uh, gigs that we went to there reminded us a lot of uh, you know gigs back home and we sort of discussed Sound happening there that really uh, mirrored what we what, what's going on in Melbourne. So it's uh, it's definitely the place to be for us, for sure. Yeah, and then here in the states, when bands are trying to you know make it big and get that publicity, there's a lot of different schools of thoughts. Like play every local show you can and hope somebody sees you, or really pick and choose yep. and just play with nationally touring bands. Um, I'm assuming Australia, there's not that many, like, I mean, big band tours happening, or if it is, it's just in those major cities. What is kind of the the school of thought down there? Is it just play every night or pick and choose? Yeah, I think definitely the play every night Hmm. thing seems to be the the route that a lot of people take. Um, And then, you know, I guess if you do that enough, you might get on a a great... uh, you know, tour that does take you national. Mm. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people now are, are heading overseas as well. I've got a lot of buddies that are kicking off in Berlin now and parts of Europe. They're just trying to, you know, I guess, find another scene to start playing playing in. 
uh, and seeing how it responds overseas. Mm. I think in, in Australia, because we're so big, it's, it's harder, and there's, there's so much stuff going on, but it's all so spread out, you know, it's harder to play in all of those cities, so it's, it's harder to sort of spread the word. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, people just find their little nook in Sydney or Melbourne or wherever they are, and they just play and play and play, and they sort of get a, a whole scene happening around around them mm-hmm. locally. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, did you guys... So you were just playing in Melbourne a lot of nights, or did you go to Europe to play? I know you said you were there on vacation, but uh, were yeah. you, did you yeah, just localize? Did. Yeah, well, we, have, well, we just Holden and I on this trip, so we mm-hmm. didn't get to do any playing while we were away, but we, we saw a lot of cool studios and um, went to a lot of cool gigs over there, so it did sort of uh, switch on a little light bulb that said, oh, you know, It'll be great to get over here and play some at some point. It's the same with the states, right? Yeah. The the people here when we were at gigs, it just felt so um, so open and welcoming to new sound. You know, everywhere we went. So and that's it's, it's a little bit different to to Melbourne, I reckon. Not you know, it sort of depends on what gig you're at, but if we feel like in the states, everyone's so friendly and open, so. Uh, it's like, okay, well, we've got to try and find a way to come back here and play as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's I, I've been, I, I live on the West Coast. I live in Phoenix, Arizona, and I've been all over oh, to cool. different, I've been, I have a lot of friends in Brooklyn. Uh, I've been, I've seen shows in San Francisco. I've been all over and it's definitely, I get what you're saying. It's that vibe is always different depending on where you're at, but everyone just wants to see good music no matter what, where they're at. The... Yeah, man, it's it's such a nice uh, space to be in, you know, especially playing, I reckon. You feel just so much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. So for, you know, I guess a, a band coming from overseas, that's definitely what you want when you're in a new place. Oh, for sure. And um, so yeah. you've, you've, been, you've been together, or with the four of you guys, for about a year and a half, two years, you said, just playing in yeah. Melbourne. Uh, when did you start recording this uh, five-song EP? It was sort of done in little uh, batches mm-hmm. over this year. Uh, we, we sort of kicked off in the beginning in this big studio um, in Melbourne. Um, and then we sort of decided that we really prefer that DIY sort of approach of recording at home. Mm-hmm. So we decided to sort of transfer it all. Uh, into this little bedroom, this, this guy, this mate's house of ours. And so we sort of finished off most of the tracking there, and then it started to get hot, so we rented this uh, little beach house, like about an hour south of Melbourne. Mm. And we just did vocals and stuff and did all the polishing off there. But um, So, yeah, it was sort of done in these three completely different spaces. But we definitely, coming out of the, the big studio, we... We definitely realized we love just being able to record like that where, you know, you have no sort of distraction around you. And when you're in a studio, you've got sort of time limits and, you know, you're thinking about money and stuff a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And so we love being able to go for beach swims every morning and, you know, while Stephen's doing a 
electric guitar track, I'll be cooking eggs or something, you know. <laughs> it just becomes like a real homely uh, vibe to, to record in. Hmm. So um, we were very happy to polish it off next to the beach, I can say. Oh, that sounds, that definitely sounds lovely. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. as you were finishing this label, just because I think, I'm not sure how, like I understand the music scene in America pretty well and how a band you know, finds a label or doesn't find a label in Australia, because yeah. it's again, not a, I mean, there's a lot of people. I understand that, but the music scene might be a little different after you finished the EP. Was it just, did you shop around to find a label or, um, how was the yeah. next step after that for like a band in Australia? Well, I guess, you know, everyone has a different route there. I mm-hmm. guess it's, you know, luck and timing and, whether the stars are in line that week for you or something, you know? Yeah, yeah. When we we put up one of the songs, I think it was Moving In, um, and we just finished that, and I got this gorgeous email from this manager, uh, and we hooked up, we just started, Holland and I just started having coffee with him each week, um, and it, it was such a switched on cat, and he totally got it, and he had a great sort of, uh, vision forward, you know, strategy. Um, so we started just sort of to cook up ideas with him, and he connected us with some some guys that he's been work he worked in uh, worked with, sorry, years and years ago, uh, back in Australia. Um, and so that sort of planted the seed, and they were just starting off this new label, and so it all just sort of fell into place pretty, uh, you know. Uh, uh, pretty beautifully, I've got to say, um, and they, they all—they're all connected in some way. That was sort of the strange thing, you know. Someone would get on board, and then we found out that, you know, he's connected to our drummer's dad from years ago, and so you know, everyone's all everyone who's on the wagon now has, has been connected for a while. So we've got a nice little family that's starting to grow, which is great. Yeah, that's terrific. And you uh, like. The, the self-titled EP is coming out October 7th, digitally everywhere across the world. But you have a single out right now called uh, Lordness. Yeah. Um, it's the first track on the EP. Do you just want to talk a little bit about that? How did that song kind of unfold? Uh, well, how did that yeah. come out? Yeah. Well, it's been around for years and years. I think it was, it was written like the first year that we came down to Melbourne. Oh, wow. And... I remember we went out, it was like our first night out with Stephen, and uh, we went to a gig somewhere, and he was, I remember him saying to me that night, he just said this thing, it was like, when I go out, I really go out, man, you know, like I really just, I really go out hard, you know, and I just loved that line, and then it just sort of fell into place and came very quickly, but I guess I was thinking um, about how... It, how important it is to just be in the moment you know that's what I loved about it Mm -hmm. so and then that just sort of grew out of that so trying to enjoy every moment you can and uh, being in the present as much as you can awesome and here is that opening track off of the lovely days self-titled EP Lordness enjoy it
and it's a relatively short track. Um, it's not too long. Are most of your songs, do you try to just punch it out as quickly as possible, or are there some songs in your your wheelhouse that are a little longer, and is there those like epic yeah, well, six-minute songs? Yeah, well, they used to be all like five or six minutes, and then <laughs> we, had, we had to learn how to trim the fat a little bit. Sure. Um, and, you know, we're big, big, like the whole roots of the songwriting definitely stems from like the Beatles and stuff so mm-hmm. we were all, always fascinated how they could squeeze so much into two and a half minutes or three minutes you know so which tried to start applying that a bit more to our song but um, Lordness in particular was just like a a real we wanted like a real high energy rev up song to start shows with so we usually kick off all our gigs with that one and it's a good way to sort of loosen up and get everybody you know jumping no definitely i i actually appreciate when bands have that one song that it's the first song on an ep or an album and it's the first song they play every time because it's a really great introduction i think to who you guys are uh that upbeat you mentioned how you really like the beatles and i got that vibe listening to it i was like oh these these, uh you know it's 2016 this band from australia sounds really modern but you could definitely i picked up those vibes where it was that that writing you know oh awesome man well thank you it must it must bleed in somehow yeah and i think um like a lot of bands try to have that 50s 60s like upbeat pop uh but sometimes it's really hard and it feels forced but with you guys just even like you know listening to some old songs or old recordings i found on the internet like youtube stuff uh yeah yeah you guys just really feel naturally you know just upbeat poppy and like you know, how, like you're having a fun time always. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just really love playing, and especially we love playing together. You know, yeah. it's sort of a, it's, it's a seriously sort of transcendent thing to do with somebody. Um, and we, yeah, I mean, we don't really think about it too much. Like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it sounds sort of really seventies, and it's got that sort of late sixties vibe. And mm-hmm. I, we're not really like conscious of that when we're doing it. I think it just. It just comes out that way, and we must be so happy to be playing <laughs> by that point that it it comes out nice and upbeat, you know. Oh, definitely. And um, so I kind of want to let's shift away from music real quick because you just did a lot of traveling, and uh, I'm just interested. Uh, do you have a favorite yeah, yeah. a favorite spot in Europe that you visited this time around? Yeah, well, we actually checked out. Uh, we stayed with some family friends in the south of Italy. Oh wow! Uh, in this little town called Castro which is just out of uh, Lecce and it's this like tiny little tiny little medieval village that you know it's got like no Wi-Fi there's all these laws restricting Wi-Fi and phones so uh, you're just living next to the Mediterranean and uh, we just had like 10 days there after Berlin so we were very happy to (laughs) have a a relax after we danced and boogied for two weeks um and uh so yeah i definitely recommend going going to castro sometime yeah i it's think like a that, little a little hidden gem it, no it sounds beautiful i think that a lot more cities need to have restrictions on wi-fi and cell phones because as much as i love technology it really is making me hate the people i'm around sometimes oh totally man i mean you know that it's funny at first when when you realize that there's no Wi-Fi, so you, you panic. There's a moment of like, mm-hmm. well, what am I going to do? You know, I, I, 
I, I've got emails to, to look at or I, I've got to do some sort of stupid Instagram update. You know, how am I going to do that? And then as soon as you're, you know, a few hours in, you're sitting back on the beach and you're like, why would I ever want to use my phone ever again? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, I, 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 there, there are weekends when I just put my phone in my room and I'm just like, all right, I'm just going to go out. And if I need my cell phone, I'll find you know a phone at a store to call somebody if I need to. It's really relaxing. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's good. It's good to have a breather, my friend. Yeah, definitely. And then you got you guys came over to the states. You spent most of your time in New York City. You said, uh, um, yeah. What you went to a lot of venues. You kind of mentioned maybe I'm wrong, but uh, did you have a favorite show that you saw while you were up there? Yeah, man. We saw. We went to this. We went down for a beer at this uh, bar called Berlin Bar in the East Village. And we didn't realize that there was a gig going on that night. And we just walked downstairs. And this, uh, this band called Baby Sh- The Baby Shakes <laughs> were playing. And uh, there was sort of these three, these three gorgeous girls fronting the band. And they've all got Rickenbacker guitars and basses. And they were, they were playing like awesome rock and roll sort of punk I guess you could call it but absolutely blew our heads off it was like the best 30 minutes uh, of the whole the whole gigs I reckon that we saw while we were in the States oh, that's great and then uh, you also spent some oh go on oh, oh I'm sorry I thought you were about to say something um, no no then... sorry mate no don't worry I just um and then you da- you were down in Nashville. I saw that you posted a video of uh, some country guy playing. How was a? Uh, is there a lot of yeah. that style of music down in Australia, or not so much? Yeah, I guess you know, definitely not. There's an Australian version of that, I oh, guess, okay. the folk stuff. But it's it, it definitely ain't anything like the <laughs> that southern country sound, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I mean, Nashville, it it was cool because I guess. It's similar to LA and that it's quite sort of spread out but mm. you can find these little pockets around town where there's some really great and different music happening so it was great to see that country stuff and get a taste but we went to a really cool soul gig uh, in Midtown in Nashville um, and that was that was really great so it was really cool to go there and not be it wasn't just sort of big hats and cowboy boots, you know? So yeah. I feel like Nashville is a very, uh, uh, it's becoming like a big center for music. Yeah, definitely. A lot of my friends are now located there. And um, recently I, I actually interviewed two musicians who are working together. And I was like, oh, what are the odds of that? Like, I mean, it's so interconnected, which is something that's great about well, Nashville. Yeah, well, I think they get like a hundred people moving there every day oh wow so so you know i guess there's got to be something in the water there that people want <laughs> yeah it's a really cool city um and so you're at an airport right now you're heading back to australia um what what's yeah. kind of the next plans for the lovely days you guys you have that ep coming out i saw that you have a show like your welcome back show uh do you have any yeah. plans past that yeah well we've we, we got just a couple of gigs uh, each each month, you know, into December, mm-hmm. uh, and then we're just gonna get get back into writing and get back to the songs again, and we're sort of gonna plan to record uh, before the end of the year, early next year, um, 
And so I think we hope to get a few, or at least a couple more EPs out over over here and back home over the next sort of uh, 10 months or so. Oh, wow, okay. And then uh, just, uh, so staying in Australia for the time being, no uh, stateside tours or Europe tours? Well, well, we'll see how we go, man. We'll, we'll mm-hmm. let the... Uh, We'll let the, 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 the musical gods do their thing up above. Yeah. Um, but man, we can't. We really can't wait to come back to the states. So the sooner the better, and um, we'll uh, we'll come and, and play as much as we can for you guys. Oh yeah, I think uh, America would love you guys. So hopefully, you got some EPs coming out, and you come back to the states as soon as possible. Yeah, man. Well, we're just we're gonna get home, and I'm not even gonna sleep. I'm just gonna start. <laughs> biting and cooking again so we can try and get as, as many EPs out as we can in the next little while that's terrific and then um after you release the this EP um I guess singles don't really make a difference anymore because everything's digital uh and yeah. Lordness is out as a single and in theory it's on the internet it's findable um yeah out of these next five songs though um I, I know it's hard to pick your favorite out of your songs because they're like your children. But after Lordness, what do you think would be like the next song that just people would fall in love with or what have you? Well, I mean, I love the track called Saffron Shine, mm-hmm. which is the last track on the EP. And I love the idea of that being played somewhere in the US because it's all that West Coast sort of TV, 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 sort of vibe. So, and it's just sort of, I know you guys are going into winter pretty soon, so mm-hmm. it's a pretty sunshine sort of soaks track. So if it can make you feel warmer in any way, I'd probably say that that would be my pick, pick of the bunch. All right, yeah, sounds awesome. Um, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let you go because I know you're at the airport. I know you're probably bored, but there's you're in, you're in LAX, right? Or Los Angeles? Yeah, LAX, mate. No. You've made you've made this experience for me. So thank you very much for the call, my man. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, enjoy the airport. I know that's a long flight. Um, and then I can't wait to hear more music. Uh, the EP is fun, and I hopefully there's just so much more music coming out of you guys sometime soon. Uh, awesome. Hey, thanks so much, man. We really means a lot. I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. You have a good one. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Oh, See definitely. You, Always. You have a good day. All right. All right. Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. That's it for this episode of Internal Review. I want to thank Tennyson so much for taking the time to talk to me before he had that long flight back to Australia. Their debut EP, which is self-titled, The Lovely Days, comes out October 7th. You could find the band on their website at wearethelovelydays.com. You could find me on vitcavage.com, on Twitter at vitcavage, Instagram at vitcavage. We also have some pages for Internal Review. Uh, it's either internal review, all one word, or internal underscore review. Go ahead and like those pages. Follow me. That'd be terrific. Subscribe on iTunes. Share it. Whatever you can do. I'll talk to you guys next week. You have a good one.